0: Hey, welcome to the More Life, Less Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Prue Sulisic, and I'm here to lead you to a more fulfilling and peaceful life. This is not some fancy podcast bringing you extraordinary stories. I'm just here keeping it real, raw, and honest, so you know it's possible for you too. I want you to know yourself so well, nothing stands in your way. So let's get to it. Life is waiting. Why, hello, beautiful people. It's another beautiful day here on the Gold Coast. There's been a bit of rain, which is lovely. It's nice to have a few thunderstorms too. I know my daughter Eloise, she loves a good thunderstorm. And we've been having a few, which has been pretty cool. And you know what else I have just been thinking about is a couple of weeks ago, the Gold Coast was so dry. It was really a bit depressing, actually. Like, you drive around the streets, which are normally green, and everything was brown. And I was like, geez, like, it really dries off here really quickly, like anywhere, I suppose, where it hasn't got any rain. But because we've been living with so much rain lately, like when we first moved up here, the rain was just kept coming. That's when we had all those floods. Yet this year has been different. Yeah, the the brownness was like, oh my god, it's just so brown and depressing. And then we just had a little bit of rain, and just from that tiny smidge of rain, the grass greened up. Like it didn't take much at all. Like it was, it's just incredible. And now that we've had more rain, everything is just back to looking lush and beautiful again. And it feels like a metaphor for how we are as well in our own lives. You know how sometimes we feel like we're You know, brown and depressed and just not having a lot of enjoyment or fun or whatever. But then just something little happens, and all of a sudden, there feels like there's hope. And the rain and the green grass and the brown grass just reminded me of that. And it's like, that's right. It only actually takes a smidge of something new that can actually give you a little bit of hope and and plant some better feelings in you, you know, like create those better thoughts that are kind of give you feelings of hopefulness and, oh, that's right, there is more than just brown and depressing stuff around in my life. And so I suppose what that is is like tapping into a bit of gratefulness and just understanding like it doesn't take much to change. I suppose that's the message. It doesn't take much to change. It really doesn't. Just think of the green grass. It was brown one day, smidge of rain, and then it's green again and you can do the same for your emotional state as well. So as you know, this whole chapter of More Life, Less Drama is all about taking action, and in light of that and because of that, I've decided that this podcast episode is actually going to be dedicated to creating small actions in you <clears throat> because, I, because I hear a lot of people tell me that they don't know where to start, it's just too overwhelming. And even though I'm not going to go into the excuses and the mindset really today, that's going to be next week. We're going to be diving into excuses. But this week, I actually want to just start building some proof with yourself that you can get stuff done. We're going to cement new beliefs that I've been teaching you, which is, remember, our thoughts. And we are going to start taking action from them. And I'm actually going to keep it really simple and every day just so you have no excuses not to do it. And I'm going to take it a step further even, and I'm going to encourage you to take up the challenge for seven days in a row. See, I told you it's going to be doable. Seven days is a piece of cake, like it really is. So, But before we get get into it, let's understand why it's important to take these small steps. First of all, change does come from the small, simple steps. Have you ever read that book, Atomic Habits by James Clear? If you haven't, it's a brilliant read. And if you want to start creating new habits, I recommend it highly because it's all about creating new micro habits, like the smallest, smallest habits, hence the name Atomic, that eventually turn into the big changes. Many people underestimate how powerful small steps can be, and they bypass them all together, like straight into the big stuff. But first, you've got to build proof with yourself that you can do the small things. The people that don't take the small steps and go all in too soon on the big changes, what I notice is that many people are intolerant to big changes. And you know what? I'm intolerant to big changes. I can't do big changes straight up. I've got to ease my way into a big change And if you know me, you know that I do love change and I do love big changes. Yet if I do things all at once, I'm so intolerant. So what happens when you are intolerant? Well, the first thing that happens is usually burnout. An example of this is when you go in too fast and then you might just fall into like a huge heap, especially in the example of exercising. It's an actually really great example because you are upping your physical activity. And when you go all in too soon, which I have done, I don't know how many times <laughs> you'd think I'd learn. I am learning yet. Yeah. It still happens from time to time. But what happens actually in my body is that I, you get flu-like symptoms. You get sick. You actually feel so lethargic, like you can't go on. Like even starting new jobs. Like I know my daughter, Stella, she rang me this morning and she's just started a new job. And so there's a a new routine. There's no easing into it. It's just all in. She's like, I'm so exhausted. She's like, I've just had a couple of weeks off. That's it. Yet this new routine is just about killing me because she doesn't have a chance to ease into it. What happens when you feel like you're sick or if you've got these flu-like detox systems or you're, you know, overdoing it, it almost forces you to stop. You're like, no more. In the cases of Stella where she's in the job, you can't stop, you keep going. But yeah, when we're doing something for ourselves, like exercise, we are more than likely to go, you know what, this is too hard. This is not for me. This is making me sick and I can't do it. Another thing that happens when you're intolerant to change is that your mind starts fighting for its limitations. It will bring up all the excuses to self-sabotage the change. Ever notice how that happens? You really want this thing and you want to change and you want to, I'll stick with the exercise theme, do this exercise program, yet there is another part of you that just wants to stay the same. Your brain is like, please just don't do anything different. We're comfortable here. (laughs) When you're intolerant to change, when you go in all too soon, too quickly, this stuff comes up and it's like a Mack truck and it almost stops you. The self sabotage is real. You do everything in your power, you know, unknowingly to start with, to not show up. It makes you sick. It it stops you. It gives all your excuses all at once. Therefore. You're just like, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm just going to stop. Yeah, I just finished reading Matthew Perry's book and this was a big part of it. I had so much of this, of the intolerance to change. It was just over and over. That's how he lived his life, honestly. Like he was part of him that wanted to change and the other part of him that didn't and he just kept coming up to the change intolerance. So what else might this look like? It might look like binge eating chocolate just after you vowed to give up chocolate altogether. It might look like smoke an entire packet of cigarettes when you said you're going to give up. Yeah, insert your own little thing here. I've actually heard some people say, I'm just going to binge on the the chocolate and make myself so sick that I'm not going to do it again. I don't think that's the right way forward. I think, yeah, you definitely have to manage your mind better in these scenarios and start doing small things first rather than maybe just going cold turkey on stuff. Another thing that happens when you are intolerant to change is that you get these emotional outbursts. You don't really know where it's coming from. Well, you pretend you don't know where it's coming from and you're snappy and you're irritable and you're just not happy like your body and your brain (laughs) is just not happy with you and it just comes out in your behavior. So you might. Find that as well. So as a recap, you'll feel burnout, you'll self-sabotage and you'll have emotional outbursts as examples of being intolerant to changing too fast, like going in too much too soon. If you're someone that's been in a routine of their life for a very long time and not much has changed, I can guarantee you that these things are going to happen. And how many times have you started something but stopped because one of these things has happened? Change can seem hard because ultimately you are making neurological changes in your brain. I'm no neuroscientist or have any qualifications in this area, but there's lots of information out there to talk about this this plasticity that we have in our brains. And this is what's happening. We're changing from one pathway to a new pathway in our brains. And it actually feels difficult. Like think of it like digging a new trench to run your fresh water. Currently it just runs effortlessly down the old trench that is well formed. It's there, it just runs well. It's always done that way. The water flows where it's it's easy to flow through. And to redirect it, first you have to put in some effort and consistent effort to make a start, right? So it is usually the hardest part. Starting is always the hardest part. Like digging that first, say, meter of trench, even that first few shovelfuls to get like to the depth that you want to is hard. It takes some effort. And guess what? After you've dug the first meter of trench and you've put in that hard effort, you must be working up a sweat already. Nothing actually has changed. The water is still running down the old trench <laughs> so you' you could be like why am I even putting in this hard effort because nothing has changed so that's what starting feels like always. there's no immediate result and it does feel pointless but change always starts out this way you rarely ever see immediate returns. It's a bit like investing in real estate. you know real estate is the long-term game. At first, everything is like costing you money. It feels like you're hemorrhaging cash when you first buy a property and especially an investment property. Look, I might be going through this right now. (laughs) So it feels very true. It feels like, yeah, you're just forking out all the cash and nothing is coming back in at the moment. It has you actually doubting why you thought it was a great idea in the first place, which is for anything, any change when you don't see the immediate result. But then you remember your why. Remember the future reward. Yeah, in this case, for the investment property, it's like your retirement fund. You know, you're like, oh, that's right. (laughs) I'm going to have freedom at 65, which is coming up closer and faster than I would like, mind you. But that's what you remember. You remember your retirement fund and the reason why you're doing it. Yes, it's hard right now. The returns aren't coming back right now but it will. It's the same as digging the trench for the fresh water. It will easily flow down the new trench once it's built. Once you've taken the small consistent action to dig the trench, it will flow down that one easier. And it's especially going to flow down easier when you block off the old one, when you put the concrete block in front of the old old one and the only place that the water has to flow is down the new one. It's exactly what's going on in our minds. And it's the practice and the building proof that you you have to do to get it to that stage. If you're constantly starting the trench and only digging the first meter and you allow self-sabotage and burnout and everything else to happen, you're never going to see or reap with the rewards. You have to dig the full trench and the full trench does take some effort. I know, believe me. <laughs> That's why we start with these small things. So if you are starting and stopping or you've tried and failed at going all in on your big goal, this is the part where I'm going to help you start small. It actually takes discipline to keep it simple. Believe me, because I know that many of you are already high achievers and many of you are absolute doers. Like I would call myself a doer and I know most of my clients are also like that. And I'm assuming that you are that person too. So it might be really hard to slow down, but there is method to the madness, believe me. It's slowing down to speed up, essentially. And if you do it this way, you'll build up the tolerance that you need to achieve. And remember, at the moment, you've got intolerance to change, but we so we have to build up the tolerance to change. Okay, so are you ready to go all in on my three small things that you can start today? to build proof and the tolerance you need. Now, hold on to your hat, people, (laughs) because these might blow you away. Actually, they're not going to blow you away at all because they are so damn simple and small. Okay, so here they are. These are three things that I want you to start doing as of today and every day moving forward, but for seven days. That's all I'm asking you to do. Seven days, I want you to commit to these three things. Okay, so here's the first one. The first one is make your bed every day. The second one is write one sentence a day. And one sentence can be anything, but maybe a thought or maybe something you're grateful for. There's really no rule around this, but I just want you to write something every day, one sentence. And then the last one is I'm actually leaving it in your court. I want you to decide and choose one of your own. And I want you to keep it super simple. So remember, making a bed, writing a sentence, super simple. So for an example, this third one, I want you to lean into something that actually maybe you want to do. Like it's like, oh, I always want to do that, but I never do it. So maybe lean into that one. So it could be as simple as walking an extra thousand steps a day. It could be cleaning the kitchen every night like having the dishes washed. Maybe they're still there drying, but maybe you just want to wash the dishes or put the dishwasher on every night before you go to bed. Maybe you want to just text someone every day and tell them that you're thinking of them. Maybe it's something that you've been thinking about doing for a while. Maybe you want to just take vitamins every day and you're like, I've bought all the vitamins. They're sitting there on my counter and I've never taken them. And I want to take them every day because I know they're going to help me. Maybe it's something like drinking two liters of water daily. Maybe at the moment you're drinking 500 mils and you're like, oh my goodness, I just want to drink two liters. I feel so dehydrated. So see how they're really simple. Simple things because I don't want you to not do it. And I have no doubt that doing these three simple things daily is possible. And if you're already starting to feel the creep of excuses, just notice it and allow it to be there. Allow it to be there, but don't let it be a problem. Of course, if you've always come up with excuses not to do the dishes every night or not to you know, spend more time walking around, getting more steps into your day, it's going to be an automatic response. But for a moment, I just want to talk to your logical brain. As the human evolved species that we are, we had this incredible New part of our brain that gets to make decisions in advance for ourselves. No other species on the planet can do that. So let's use it to our advantage. When we're thinking about making our bed every day, I know it's not going to take more than five minutes. And I reckon five minutes is a fairly long time. Like I would think that it would take me about a minute, maybe, to make my bed, maybe a minute and a half. And this is not changing sheets and stuff, of course. This is just getting out of bed, pulling up the covers, you know, fluffing up the cushions, putting on the the other pretty cushions on the bed, you know, brushing off, whatever. That's, that's all we're doing. It literally takes about a minute, 60 seconds. Even if you've got a million cushions on there, which I know some of you do, there's no possible way that you could drag the bed-making process out for more than five minutes. No way. And if you want to time yourself to prove to yourself how long it takes or just to collect data about how long this process takes, do it. Time yourself one day and go, right, I'm just going to double check how much time it actually takes to make my bed in the morning. And you know what another thing is about this task is that I'm not putting a time of day on this for you. It doesn't have to be as soon as you get out of bed in the morning. Like obviously that makes the most sense, of course. But if you've got others in bed with you, it might not be possible. So make it when you can. There is no perfect time here. I mean, make it just before you jump back into it if you want to. It's totally fine. Just as long as you do it every day. That is what matters the most. I want you to be able to tick that box to say, yep, I made my bed today. The same goes for writing a sentence. Again, If timed, this entire process would take no more than a few minutes. I'm not talking about sitting down writing a big journal entry or anything, and it doesn't even have to be with pen and paper. You can literally write the sentence in the notes on your phone. I want you to make it as simple as possible. And you know what the best thing about this is? It requires very little energy. I'm not asking you to do 50 push-ups or anything. It's you sitting in a chair potentially and just writing one sentence. And I want you to keep it super neutral as well. It's literally words on paper or words in your phone. And I say that to you because so many people freak out when I ask them, what would you like to think? What are you grateful for? It's so interesting. People's brains, how they overthink and overanalyze stuff. It's extraordinary that people feel uncomfortable being decisive about their thoughts. It's why I do what I do because I want people to know that they can think whatever the hell they want and express it. But if you are that person that is like freezes when someone asks you a question like that, it has to do with a few things. It has to do with insecurity and the fear of judgment. That's usually number one. It also has the fear of being seen and heard because maybe you've always been in the background and haven't really been validated by anybody ever And so you're like, I'm just going to stay here. This is the safest place for me in the background, which means I'm not going to speak up. I'm not going to share my opinion. And that's okay. We're working on it, remember. And the third one is the fear of being wrong. So when I ask anybody this question, I'm not looking for a right answer. If this is you, I just need to quickly tell you something. It's impossible to be wrong. It's impossible to be wrong about your own thoughts. Your thoughts are always valid, always. And you deserve to take up space and be seen and heard. I mean, why is your thought or opinion less important than others? Just think about that for a minute. Maybe you have been told this in the past, but I'm telling you right now, your thoughts and opinions are just as valid as anybody else. And remember, it's impossible to be wrong. (laughs) That's what I call an opinion. (laughs) And you know what? What I've learned as well, you don't even need evidence or anything to back it up. You can just believe something just because you believe it. You don't need to be able to debate it and tell people why you believe that. You can just be like, no justification needed. (laughs) That's really helped me in my journey. So when you're writing your sentence of the day, you can't get it wrong. No one's checking this. You don't even have to speak it to anybody. It's just you writing a sentence, you writing a thought, you writing something that is from your mind and putting it into paper. Remember words on paper. What comes to your brain, just write it down and simply get it done. It's a really powerful piece to be able to do every day. And the third thing, like I don't know what your third thing is yet, but just decide whatever it is. It's not going to be a problem that you can get it done. And as usual, I'm also going to gift you with a seven-day action plan and tracker. So this will actually give you a visual understanding of how you are tracking with your goal of seven days and encourage you to want to keep moving forward because I know data is a really great driving force for me when I see myself ticking stuff off. And I hear this about a lot of people because the visualization of it, seeing your achievement is really, it's really fun. And it's really important to give yourself that proof that you need, that you are being the person that you want to be. And another thought that you could lean on is actually, I've got two thoughts that you can lean on. And these are both from John Acuff, who is the author that wrote all it takes is a goal and soundtracks, which is all about changing your thinking. And he says, some beats none. Little actions are the beginning of big results. Yeah. And I just totally feel and believe that sentence because if you do none, you're going to get nowhere, but at least some beats none, right? (laughs) You're just taking those small steps because the small steps actually create the big changes that you want in life over time. And he also asks a question, a great question. And the question says, A year from now, what will you be glad you did today? And in this circumstance, it's like, I'm glad I followed through on doing the seven day challenge with Prue and made my bed for a week. And showed up and wrote a sentence down for myself for a week and then did that one task I said I was going to do for a week because you know what? It has built so much proof with myself that I can actually follow through and do the small things. That's what you're going to think in 12 months' time. <laughs> and if you're really keen to change your life, as I know you are because you wouldn't listen listening to this podcast otherwise, I'm really encouraging you to take charge, start small, and build on the goodness that you are capable of. Use the future and the feelings you are striving for in your future as fuel to do the hard, monotonous things that will build the life that you want and for you to become the person that you want to be. Because guess what? When you do that, when you grab your feelings that you want in the future and feel them now, you are becoming that person today. That's the exciting part of this. You don't have to wait till then (laughs) in the future. You can do that right now. And as Mel Robbins says, no one is coming to save you. So if it's on you, then you better get to work, right? And, yeah, just look after yourself. Know that you're the most important person in your life. Okay, so that's it. Be sure to go and download that tracker and planner. And I'd love to also hear what you've been accomplishing. You know, like I'm always... For you, like I'm doing these podcasts for you because I know this is going to help. And so, give me a bit of feedback, you know, write me a message, send me a DM, however, you want to do that. Just let me know what's been going on and how this podcast has been helping. And that's it. I'm going to leave it there. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to More Life Less Drama. All the details of this podcast can be found in the show notes on my website. And if you want to take your growth to the next level, I invite you to become part of my membership program, Be Unshakable, where we take this information and dive headfirst into putting it into action. Go to www.head-coach.com.au for all the details. Until next week.